Good morning. Good morning. Todd, you fancy a brew? Yeah, Tony. Stick the kettle on. Oh, good morning and welcome back to episode three. Well, no, not that. <laughs> good morning and welcome to the Anti Coffee Coffee Club. Secret subscriptions. It's week three, episode three, day three, year three, lockdown three. Uh, yep. I've, I've become mentally ill. Sorry about it, guys. Um, okay, we've had a couple of nice coffees so far. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's making their way through this in a really weird methodology, but um, they were great. You're going to love them if you've not already had them. And if you have had them, hope you love them. And if you didn't, we don't do refunds. <laughs> As you know by now, right, one of us is going to brew the coffee. That person is going to know what the coffee is. The other person is going to guess the coffee because they don't know what it is. Just like you. And this week, I'm the brewer, and I'm the I'm David Gessa. I guess I'm Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Oh, if only we had like twenty episodes to really nail those little vignettes. Yeah, but we don't. We've only got one more after this, so S- stick with us. Buckle maybe, up. Maybe by next week we'll have it dialed. We so we, we start. Uh, I was going to go back there and talk about the coffees, but we can't really do that. But we're whatever's happening. We're we're ramping it up. I think I'm definitely ramping it. Yeah. For for my coffee that I'm going to brew next week. Your jingles are getting better as well, week by week. Mm, I think the, the the jury's still out. Common uh, common uh, feedback is that it's very hit and miss. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of feedback, we've got. Um, a question that's directed at you, Todd, and I think it's based upon your serial chat from last week, and it's from Ashling, and she's she's asked whether uh, you can do an eat, marry, or murder for these uh, three cereals. One of them's borderline cereal, but well, it's a cereal. So the choices are maple, pecan, granola. That's mm-hmm. one cereal. Mm-hmm. Maple, pecan, granola. Frosties, classic. And golden nuggets with a wee little man on. Oh yeah, the little prospector. Gonna marry him, aren't you? <laughs> I'm gonna eat him. <laughs> uh, right, quickly. Um, marry Frosties. Classic. Because it's consistent. It's sweet. You can have it every day. Crunchy and soft. Crunchy and soft. Versatile. You can add another cereal into the Frosties combination. Yeah. And it not upset the apple cart too much. I'd have to kill, I think I'm probably going to kill the maple pecan granola based okay. on a few things. One, pecans. That's Nothing. a real no-go in my household. Is it? Oh, because, yeah. of, um, because of my wife's um, nut allergy. Yeah. Although, this is we're a wee tangent here, but yesterday I did buy Nutella. Did you? And I have secret Nutella in the house. Top shelf, it's top shelf right at the back behind the spices. It was just I was suckered into the marketing because it was pancakes, oh. and we have pancakes in the fridge. And I was like, ah, Yes, I'm having 
two dollops of Nutella on little drops gone pancakes. Oh. They've been in the toaster for about thirty seconds. My mouth's watering. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah. Anyway, that's one of the few concessions to nuts that are allowed. So um and and then by default I would have a fling with the golden nuggets and the prospector on the front, of course. <laughs> but I feel like they're kind of a they're not great. They're golden all nuggets, yeah. They're all, all air. All air. All flash in the pan. All substance all 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 style, no substance. Yeah. Which is not always a bad thing, but I yeah. think for something that's gonna Compa- set you off on your day. Compared to your um it's not wheels, but what's the other one that's the chocolate balls? You know, the, the chocolate versions of golden nuggets. Were they a thing? Cocoa Pops? No, they're not so airy inside. Oh, yeah, maybe. Boulder? Nes- Nesquik. Oh, uh, yeah. I think the only time I've ever had that is, like, in France. As continental like, breakfast. As a boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a continental breakfast? Yes, sir. We have bowls of Nesquik in the foyer. <laughs> Would you like to cook or cook to a continental? <laughs> Just have a continental bowl of Nesquik, sir. <laughs> you seen that Mr. Bean when he gets the continental breakfast? It's a good, um, good for a podcast to quote from a show that has literally no dialogue in it. <laughs> Loved by the Germans, though, isn't it, Mr. Bean? Mr. Bean, yeah, it is. It's like the height of uh, height of comedy. Yeah. What's the other thing they they watch at Christmas? Uh, New Year's on Sylvester, they watch um, Dinner for One. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. It's, well, it's one of those things that doesn't age too well because the guy, have you seen it? No. So it's about a woman, an old woman, who, has, woman? who has a dinner party every year for her birthday. And all the guests, no, there's four of the guests that normally come, but they're all dead because they're so old. So the butler, James, he has to play the role of each of the guests oh, and right. serve, the, serve the dinner. So that's why it's dinner for one. Cause she's the only person. Okay. Basically, just keep he's drinking their drinks every round, so he just keeps getting oh, more and crazy. more smashed. And is there a sexual element to it at the end? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is it literally? A, a, it's a film. It's like yeah. It's short, not like a series or anything. No, it's um, it's a short film. So ah. it's fifteen minutes long, twenty minutes maybe. How do you say ninety in German? Neunzig. Der neunzig Geburtstag. <laughs> that's that's what it's called in German. Ah, is it? Oh, I need to get that checked. It's only 18 minutes long. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And so, das uh, film tips, doku tips, reviews. Das ist höchst wichtig. Nachtringing <laughs> and actuals. Coronavirus. Hintergrund und analysisen. You see, when you hear people from the Netherlands speak, yeah, it sounds like an English person speaking German really badly. <laughs> but oh. it's just the accent. Because it is directly in between the yeah. two. It's just... Like Dutch is a different language, but you li- I listen to it now and I'm like, I, c- I feel like I can understand what yeah. you're saying, but I feel like you speak in English and you speak in a different language. It's really on weird. the way to the Faroe Islands, I was running in a race. Uh, not last year, the year before. I had, it was a really early flight to Schiphol. Schiphol? Schiphol. Schiphol. And um, so I was like dozing while I was flying. <laughs> Dozing while I was sitting in my seat. And the two guys in front of me were speaking, obviously they were speaking Dutch to each other, but as I was in and out of consciousness, I, I kind of just was like, oh, they're Scottish guys. Yeah. The, the, it's like the, I don't know if it's like the cadence, the, the tone, everything was like, I don't know, their vowel sounds were all like really familiar to me, even though I couldn't understand what they yeah. were saying. But I was like, I probably just can't understand because I'm half asleep. 
but it was actually because it was an entire different language. <laughs> but it's weird, isn't it? Because it is like the rhythm, it's either the, yeah, like you say, the cadence and the rhythm of how yeah. things are going. I feel like, like I feel like I'm going insane because I, I, sh- I understand, but I'm not understanding anything at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Have you ever seen the thing that's like, this is what um, English sounds like to people who don't speak English? No. A YouTube film. It's really good. It's it. Get it checked, people. Anyway, that's, that's, we're kind of off topic, aren't yeah. we? This was supposed to be a podcast about coffee, not the fave cereals of our main man, Toddy, and German and TV, Nanadanka, Deutsche Banker, and now I'm sounding like a wanker. Um, have, anyway. we done, have we done a satisfactory introduction? Um, I mean, we're, th- we're three weeks in. You're probably... What are the chances of you jumping into this at week three and then being like, I don't understand? What's going on? Probably quite low. Yeah. Right, so you're brewing this week. I'm going to brew. I'm going to brew an AeroPress this week. But I'm going to brew an AeroPress for two people. So it's a bit different. I'm going to make a concentrate. So like a really oh. potent coffee and then I'm going to dilute it with some water. Nice. My recipe. I'm going to use the AeroPress Mini. Is it called an AeroPress Mini? The AeroPress Go. The AeroPress Go. Right, so kind of in a way you're making us sort of an Americano but not really. Sort of. So you're yeah. making a concentrate and then you're going to add hot water? Yeah. Ah. So I'm going to dilute it. Interesting stuff. Presumably you could just add hot milk, right? Yeah, to the could, concentrate yeah. and then you'd have like sort of an approximation of a flat white or something yeah. like that. Definitely. So there is there is another recipe that you can do for like an espresso that I'd say would be better with hot milk. So this is still guided towards a filter coffee. So it's still going to be quite weak in comparison to the concentrate yeah, of an yeah, espresso. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. <clears throat> and we're going to brew... Oh, I was about to say what coffee we're going to brew then. <laughs> do you not want to know that? Well, well you want to know that. I'll find out soon enough, mate. With my powers <laughs> of detection. <laughs> I'm already examining the... I've already been casting an eye forensically over what's been going on. So can I? You're on, on the ball. Start narrowing f- some things down already. <laughs> Shall I go over to the, the BZ? Let's get you in the BZ. The Brew Zone. <laughs> can see you now you're in the brew zone i'm in the bro brew zone in the bro zone in the bro zone well uh i'd actually argue that there's we don't have a bro zone here no there's a bro zone layer but we punched a hole in that layer yep yeah yeah nice so aeropress so aeropress go what do you know about aerobi the manufacturers i know that alan alan Alan, Alan. Well, I know that he made the Aerobi. Yeah. Flying disc. Yeah. I think it's called. It's the proper term. And the Aerobi flying disc still has the world record for the furthest frisbee. I think it's the best. In my head, I've got the picture of 
two guys, like stoned, long-haired, <laughs> 1970s, like hippie guys in California. Yeah. Um, be like, oh, do you want to make a frisbee? They make a really good frisbee, and then years later they're like, oh, I really want a coffee. I can't really be bothered going to the shop. Like, we should just make, we should invent something that we can make good coffee here. And then they just got all this plastic, (laughs) got all this tooling equipment. Do you want to just, yeah, cool. They must have had a French press around because it's sort of a French press, isn't it? It's basically a rip-off. Yeah. Here's some of the um, the blurb about AeroPress Go. Smoother, richer flavour without bitterness. Depends on how you brew it, doesn't it? One-ninth the acidity of French press. That's spot on. <laughs> yep, I would totally agree with that. I Maybe thought. like a tenth of a ninth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't get the... One ninth. What's the... Um, so is, it's, it's nine times like more. percent Or it's like 11%. 11.1%. 11 11% of the acidity. Yeah, 11.1... Recurring. 11.1 recurring percent. I should have put that Of on. the acidity... <laughs> Of the French press, we're not we're not um, doing them down, but this this is just like shite <laughs> marketing, isn't it? I think I almost feel like they have to do it after the last, like the original AeroPress box was the worst designed box yeah. that ever was, with the amount of different font types that were in it. Design students would go and have a look at that mm-hmm. box and have a, a panic attack because of the, the variety of fonts that used to be on it. To be fair, they still do have one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six different fonts. Welcome to the font review. (laughs) Uh, Right, what else? No grit. No grit. Well, I mean, Mm. mean, unless you're brewing with grit to start with. (laughs) Makes American coffee espresso style or cold brew in about a minute. It's a load of shit, isn't it? I think maybe though inside there are are there other things. Full instru- it says detailed instructions in English, Francais, Butch, Espanol, uh, also in Japanese and Mandarin. That's good. So all right, fine, cool. Yeah, but the so the original AeroPress, uh, it's still my probably one of my favourite brewers. Yeah, I used to work in a coffee shop where I would make close to a hundred of these a day. As well as espresso based. As well as espresso based, wow. yeah. So it had. You just have one person doing AeroPress all day. Pretty much, yeah. I think more people will start to enjoy coffee and find out how varied and interesting it can be. I loved it. I love 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 it. If anyone's doing it, please let me know. I, I want to see more of it and I want to promote more of it because it, it can only be good for specialty coffee if more people get to taste a wide range of interesting delicious coffees. I've got my coffee. I'm doing 25 grams again, just keeping it simple. 25 grams, and I'm looking for a similar grind, maybe a little bit finer than your um, French press grind last week. Okay. So still quite big chunky bits. Not quite your sea salt, but still reasonably, reasonably chunky. Yeah, so 25 grams and go for that grind and you can get grinding. Grinding, you know what I keep in a line is. Better stay in line with. You see it like me shining. Pre-warm my kettle. We're on 
95 degrees for the water. Any specific reason or how we just back to the same? Back to the same. Keep it simple. I I don't really like messing around with water temperature. There's a lot of a lot of these brew recipes for concentrate where they do a lower temperature for the first bit and then a larger temperature for the second. I mean, again, you can mess around with it and see. It might might be better. This is just what I like to do. So I just stick it as 95 degrees and then um, we get ready to go. So with the AeroPress, there's a couple of different ways to use it. I'm using something called the inverted method. You've got two bits of your AeroPress. You've got the bit that looks like a telescope that you can look through and you've got the thing that looks a bit like a plunger. What well, is a plunger? With the rubber stopper With on. the rubber stopper on. What I do is I stick the bit with the rubber stopper on down on the surface and on the table with the rubber bit facing up. And then I put the telescope over the top of that with just so the rubber stopper is covered so you can't see it anymore, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Tom? Yeah, if you yeah. were not looking at me with that, that yeah. I think that makes sense. So, yeah, so I've just connected the two. The rubber stopper is sat inside maybe a centimeter which in Imperial is four yards. Four yards. Uh, so four yards in <laughs> the AeroPress. And then, yeah, we just leave that on the table. The coffee that you've just ground goes inside that chamber. And you put it on your scales, get everything set up, and that's you pretty much ready to go. Now what you need, what you need as well is a vessel that you're gonna brew if you've got an AeroPress Go and you brew it into that little cup, that's perfect. That should just be about the right size. If you've got any other vessel or anything else that you're brewing into, the other AeroPress, the standard AeroPress, comes with a little uh, funnel, which I really like. A lot of people just throw that away because it's rubbish. It's good for putting the coffee in the chamber and it's good for brewing into a, a cup if the AeroPress is too thin. Uh, I'm going to use it. No, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> I always thought the inverted AeroPress method was a bit wanky. Did you? Yeah. Because so it was like flare for flare's sake. A lot of people don't like it because it's almost not. It doesn't look as safe because once you fill the hot water in, you've got like a vessel that's like yeah, yeah. quite tall with hot water that's unstable. Yeah. So I've got my filter paper, and I put that inside the cap for the the AeroPress. That's the bit with all the little holes in. And then I'm just gonna wet the filter paper on there as well. So just a little bit of water in. You can give the filter paper a little tap to make sure it, or like a little press down in all the corners, make sure it's sealed. And then a little shake to get any excess water off the paper. Then we're ready to go. And all I'm gonna do, grab my kettle, start the timer, and pour in 100 milliliters, that's 100 grams of your water. 100 exactly. Then take your time. We're gonna leave it for 30 seconds. You'll see some bubbles coming out. Um, I'm not doing a bloom, just because you don't really need to, I don't think, with immersion. And at 30 seconds, I'm just going to put in some sort of stirring 
equipment you can use a spoon or you can use a the thing that comes with the AeroPress and I'm just going to stir it steadily for another 30 seconds just continuously clockwise anti-clockwise I'll like to do three clockwise two anti-clockwise four clockwise five oh I've lost count (laughs) no I just you um, quite like the Fibonacci sequence yeah exactly yeah do the Fibonacci yeah just do the guys come on just do the Fibonacci Fibonacci sequence don't be idiots (laughs) (laughs) one two you know A B C (laughs) so then we've got up to a minute if you're taking a little bit longer don't worry about it so after a minute I'm just going to pour another 50 grams in so 50 milliliters 50 grams and now we're on 130 roughly and then I'm going to grab my little cap 130 1 minute 30 sorry got it 150 grams That's like 100 one grams plus 50 grams uh. take the four carry the three <laughs> so I've put the cap on top with the filter paper on so the, the, the <clears throat> and all I'm going to do now is slowly press the air out so just push down whilst it's still inverted and push all the air out and you'll see start to see a little bit of coffee come out once you see that coffee come out you can just lift it up a little bit again now just do that carefully just do that carefully just be adults about it yeah adults. don't push don't do an aim and, and burn your fingers oh that was the French press wasn't it I've burnt my I've burnt my fingers quite badly on aero presses before. I've still got some scars on my fingers. When we would make like hundred a day, yeah. it was actually a day that my dad was coming to visit me in Germany, and I was working in the morning, and I burnt my fingers really bad. So for the first hour he was there, I had to stay in the kitchen with my hand in cold water yeah. just to. Anyway. He was like, ah, oh, you should see me, Sonny. He's <laughs> one of the top coffee professionals around. <laughs> you pale faced. Big bandage. Yeah. Shamed <laughs> with a big bandage. So I've just emptied the water out of the vessel in case you had any water in there. I did. And we're coming up to three minutes. At three minutes 30, we're going to do an action, which is where we're going to put the vessel that you're going to press down onto, into, on top of the AeroPress. And then we're going to flip the whole thing, vessel and AeroPress, over. Coming up to three minutes thirty. So flip, and then I spin, and that just makes sure you don't have any. Similar with the V60, you don't have any high and dry that sticks to the plunger. It's like nifty, nifty wee technique. Yeah, little. It's nice with if you've got the little funnel thing on as well. You can flip it, and you can spin it really quickly. It looks real fancy. So if that's taking you a little while to do, take your time with it. You've got up to let's say four minutes to do, and then we're just going to slowly press. So we're going to take as long as you want to press it down. Don't push really hard because you're going to burst the filter paper or dislodge the filter paper and make it move to the side and get some fines coming through. So push really gently. You can take 30 seconds, 40 seconds, 50 seconds a minute, whatever you like. I don't really think this part makes too much difference to the end taste. I like to take around 45 seconds, let's say. So I'm just pressing the AeroPress really softly and gently down to the bottom. And at the end you'll hear a little bit of air come out. That's you pretty much done. So the AeroPress is nice and squeezed out. 
you can turn it back to the inverted, leave it on the side, wait for it to dry, and then you plunge that out later. It's easier to clean when it dries out. So then go back to your scales, go back to your kettle, bring your kettle back up to 95 degrees just before boiling. So let's put it back on the scales, zero it off, and then I'm gonna just pour hot water in there. Now what I'd say is you could add 100 grams or 100 milliliters, taste it. If you don't like it, add another 50, taste it, add another 50, taste it. What I'm gonna do is just add straight up 250 milliliters to it. So I guess this is not specific to this coffee, right? So in my head, I'm thinking Tony is gonna be presenting me with something that has complexity, maybe is delicate, has some nuances in there that I want to identify from drinking it black. However, if you've got like a blend or a sort of run-of-the-mill Brazil coffee or whatever yeah. that you want to have milk in, you could do like 50 mils of water exactly. and then milk and you'd have a sort of more balanced maybe. Yeah, for milky, sure. Milky drink still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the more concentrate you go, the more that's going to punch through the milk if you yeah. add milk in. Definitely. Um, and on your personal taste, whether you like it a bit more punchy. Yeah. I like it a bit weaker because I'm a weak. Because you're a baby. Because <laughs> I'm a baby. Uh, yeah, that, so that's it. Basically, there's your, your thing. You can give that another little stir <coughs> if you want to. Um, just to make sure that the water and the coffee concentrate have sort of mixed together a little bit. I'd really recommend tasting it whilst you're putting the water in because the point in which you put too much water in is the point in which you're starting to make it worse. There's a it was, it's at that point that you know you've fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. In summary, yeah. 25 grams, 100 mils of water, 30 seconds of stirring, another 50 grams of water, screw it on, flip it, dip it, bop it, <laughs> squeeze it, then add another 100 mils of water to taste. All right. Right, Tony, do you want to come out of the brew zone and get back in the chill zone? I'll come to the chill zone. Welcome back to the chill zone, Tony. Are you ready for your coffee? Yeah, man. Give that one a smell. If, you, if you've listened to this and not, not making the coffee or making the coffee later, smell it once you ground it as well. That was a, there was a wonderful, a wonderful smell at the grounds. Oh, it's just lovely to have something warm. Yeah. I'm going to start, Tony, with what I realized I didn't do last time yeah. was I approached it as a guessing game. Okay. And I didn't really use a process. I was a bit all over the place. So this time I've got a strategy and the strategy begins with a nice aerated sip. Ah. Here it comes. <laughs> now, okay? that is exactly how it should have been. Yeah. What I did was I got loads of air, a little bit too much and it just caught the back of my throat. Okay. Don't worry so much about that. But... It's a good way, if you've never tasted coffee before, or you've, or you, obviously you've tasted coffee before, <laughs> I think. <laughs> if you've never um, been to a coffee tasting, it's a really good way to get, to almost like punch through the, the, 
cloud of coffee flavour into the um, individual characteristics of the coffee. Right, so you're basically just getting all of the, or just getting a load of air into your, uh, without using the, the scientific words, basically I call it the smell zone and the taste zone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just starting to um, trigger or like ping these little familiar receptors in your tongue and in your smell zone, your nose, into your brain, being like, I've smelt this before and that is toffee. Or like, I've tasted this before and that is this sweetie that I used to have as a kid. So, really good place to start. I was getting something really familiar. I can't quite place it, but there's a, there is a, that's why I said sweeties, because there's like a candy thing Definitely, on yeah. the tail end that just, it just kind of popped in and then po- popped its head in and then it snuck away. Yeah. But I'm going to keep persevering. This is a very, it's a very unusual coffee. Could be a clue. It's the most complex one we've had this season. Without a doubt. Some people, I'd, I'd imagine from experience, some people might drink this coffee and hate it. Yeah. And some people might drink it and love it. Everyone else will be somewhere in between. Much with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, it's, it's, it's a bit, maybe not quite as far, but it's a bit of a Marmite coffee. Yeah. Because it's got such a, an unusual characteristic to it or an unusual flavor profile to it. Mm. What would bring that unusual flavor profile? Processing mm. and origin, uh, the terroir. Of course, we talk about terroir, Tony, it's like uh, the soil, the minerality, all of these different things that affect the, uh, the chemical, uh, biological makeup of the, the terroir. Um, thanks very much for that, Jean-Claude. What's had the from the flowers? Yeah, so th- th- those two things in combination could really, you could have thrown an absolute curveball here. It's mm. funny as well because your uh, your AeroPress does give it a little bit more body, mm. similar to a French press in the way, maybe a little bit less than a French press, but similar in that it does let a, cu- a bit of the fines through. So you're getting a bit of texture to the coffee when you're yeah. drinking it as well. But we have, there's a spicy, mm. yeah. uh, not like, narrow this down, like, either sort of n- like cooking spices like if you're making a, a cake either like a, a bit Christmassy yeah 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 yeah. like nutmeg cinnamon um, what's the licorice one anise yeah um, that sort of fragrant spiciness but loads of ja- like berries jammy mm. that's what I'm getting yeah it's good oh man this is my favourite one so far. Mine too. There's, oh, there's still some chocolate in there as well, isn't there? It's like um, dark, high cocoa solid chocolate. Mm. So it's not heavy heavy on the sweetness. Yeah. It's heavy on the... It's More just bitter. that, yeah. But, like, but just the right side of bitter. Yeah. Almost like nibs. Yeah. Co- cacao nibs. Cacao nibs. But not nibs. Yeah. Because nibs are gross. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you've ever had nibs that are gross. And there's a little um, a little zing as mm. well. Right, so what I'm doing right now is I'm pointing to the space just above my jaw. I can verify that. Like basically in between my jaw and my teeth where there's like a zing. A zing just happens, a little bit of acidity. 
if you pull the face as if you've just seen someone like hurt themselves, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, oh, like, then that's the sort of area, isn't it? Like, or like a wall, do or, you do your Wallace face from Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, cheese, or say cheese, cheese. Or if somebody was going to pierce, give you a piercing oh, in between yeah. your uh, neck and your, oh, oh. you know, that bit, and they'd be like, right, you need to tense that so I can get the needle yeah. through. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Wallace and Gromit thing's probably a much more accurate descriptor never know trying to cover all bases um so yeah you've right, got okay so you've got star anise and cinnamony sort of her, uh, spices you've got chocolate like a high cocoa chocolate yeah, and i've got some serious berries serious berries but never mind that what about the coffee <laughs> um yeah so it's almost like a sort of like decadent uh christmas dessert i am um, black forest gato yes would you say it's what about like in hoppiness sort of thing? Is it quite oh, it's making me very hoppy indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but I'm I'm lost. I, I'm trying to find a something to to hang on to in terms of like trying to narrow down mm. in the guessing game. Let's go first. Whether it's like washed, natural, or one of the things in between what would you sort of go I think from? it's some kind of natural some kind of natural yeah do you think there's another I, I processing part I'm to that sure I don't know if there's uh it's almost too mad to be washed it's too like it's kind because it's such a jumble of flavors or it's probably some weird process that only you and three other people have heard of <laughs> <laughs> it's not your standard process well it is a reasonably standard process after the amount of time but it, that we've been working in the coffee industry. You will have had it before, but it's it's not just your classic washed or your classic natural in mm. that sense. So, so in many ways, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, origin. Difficult. Ah, very difficult. Because once you have that, this process, shall I give you the process? Yeah, go on. So it's a macerated natural. Ah, okay. Do you know what that is? When I hear macerated, I think of uh, Sasa Sestich. Yeah. The coffee man. A coffee celebrity. Yeah. He's kind of the... I like to call him the Wayne Rooney of the coffee <laughs> world. <laughs> no, he's sort of the... Who is he kind of... Who you compare to? Coffee celebs. He's a, he's probably Tom something Hanks. like... Mm, I think he's a bit, bit more out there than Tom Hanks. I Christian Tom, Bale. Tom, yeah, he's Batman, was he? Yeah. He's a bit more likable than Christian Bale. Yeah, I think he's a bit more likable. He's he's like a friendly, intelligent, but also a guide. He's a bit of a guide, isn't he? So Go- he's, he's, uh, he's a guru. guru yeah. yeah. So some sort of. He's, he used to be a handball player. Did he? Yeah. I, maybe he was in the Olympics actually. Really. He represented for Australia. Australia. At, uh, in the 2000 Sydney Olympics. No. Handball. Way. So that's amazing, isn't that it? That is cool. Well done. So he's world champion and. Very unsuccessful Olympian. <laughs> He's better at making coffee. Can I, you and you can go and that? drink his coffee in Australia at... Honor Coffee. Honor Coffee. If you listen to season oh, one, yeah. Nicole... Who Our friend. She she works for Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, who I think... Does, does Sasha own it? Or is he like a... Yeah, I think he owns it. Yeah. So, they, yeah, go and listen to that episode again. That was good. Anyway, the point was, that's the coffee that he won the world's world barista championships with was a 
carbonic maceration. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Todd. Yes. Hello. This farm, a clue. This farm is experimenting with pre-fermentations and different fermentation methods. And these cherries um, were picked, washed and floated before being macerated in the cherry for 12 hours. After that period of time, the cherries were then pulped and fermented again in sealed grain pro bags, which is just like a non-porous. Non-breathable. Yeah, non-breathable bag for 48 hours underwater, which helps to keep the temperature constant. Um, And then it was dried under shade for 15 days. So it's quite a complicated process. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. They've They've basically been sous vide. Exactly, <laughs> sous vide. That is that's pretty much what they've what they've been done. Right. in cold water. So that's what's bringing out all this weirdness, this craziness. Mm. Uh, yeah, in terms of guessing, I don't know if that doesn't really help me narrow it down. Mm. Simply because 2020, 2021, <laughs> there's so many uh, coffee growing countries, like well established and up and coming. Yep. Who have individuals or cooperatives who are actively experimenting with things yeah so like thinking of colombia a well-established a well-established coffee growing country we had a fermented extended fermentation pink bourbon Mm. um from rodrigo sanchez finca monte blanco this the most expensive coffee we've ever bought delicious and it was fantastic so this, for example, this this farmer is only, he's not a cooperative, he's got his own, I think like five hectares or something, three hectares. Yeah, beyond that, I don't know how, how else to narrow it down. Yeah. So I'm just going to put my cards on the table. Are you having a guess? Okay, let's go. Planet Earth. It's, uh, South America. My little one-track mind. I think it's I think it's Bolivia. Okay. Because yeah. we had that really nice Cusillo towards the end of last yeah. year, and I wonder if we've maybe got another one on the way, and that's why this brew is in front of me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. You're gonna go with high up on the Altiplano, just south of La Paz, <laughs> in between Potosi and Sucre. No, you you really. It's a great, it's a great guess, but it's wrong. Is it? You're so close, though, like so close that it might as well be right. <laughs> um, like if 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 borders weren't a thing, which they shouldn't be, yeah, you'd be your area is pretty much spawn. Just having a look at the map. Enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance. Oh, okay, here we go. Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Peru, what's the name of the what's the name of the farm? The farm name is named after the farmer. Uh, so Elvis Tenio Rafael. Is Elvis. The name of the, um, yeah, I don't. <coughs> I sort of feel like I remember this from a cupping table mm-hmm. a few months ago. Ah, oh, it's very, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Real nice. Not not a session coffee though, because it's quite it's quite a lot to to take in. Yeah, I reckon that's the sort of afternoon after lunch maybe like mid-afternoon coffee that you could sort of sit down and savor 
Yeah. Maybe. You can. Oh, experientially, you'd be talking a half day of work. Yeah. You've finished all your work tasks at 11.30. You've got your lunch ready. And then in the afternoon, you've got kind of a clear slate, maybe mm -hmm. a book that you're wanting to read a few pages of. You brew up some Elvis. Shall I give you a little bit more? I won't give you two. Well, give Let's you a hear a wee bit more about, more about Elvis. So I mean, El it's now or never. It's now or never. So Elvis Tinio Raphael is a second generation coffee producer who owns land in El Diamante area of Jaén. Like I said, he owns three hectares of land. It's planted with Bourbon, Katura and Katwai. The coffee that we're drinking is a mix of those varieties from the highest part of his farm, which is at 1,900 meters above sea level, which is pretty high. That's not really getting much higher in that's South America. That's like Andy's level, isn't yeah. it? Like Altiplano. And he says a lot of the flavors are coming from the, the really, really good richness of the soil quality that they have there. Uh, terroir. terroir. What, what did this I tell what you? Said, right what did I beginning? tell you, mate? Terroir. Well ahead of the All game. day, every day. There's not a lot of cooperative association or organizational structures in Peru. So seven, like over three quarters of producers there are uh, working by themselves. They're unassociated. So there's a lot of what they call local aggregators who come in to a farm or a house and they'll buy the coffee for cash and sell it on. And often they'll buy the coffee for very low amounts of money and sell it on for a higher amount of money and they'll make the the, mm. uh, the cash so what people like our supplier falcon coffees are doing is they're trying to get out this middleman and go direct to the farmers longer relationships pay the farmers directly um and allows them to invest that in improving yeah. coffee quality so elvis is someone who's benefited from that system and started experimenting with all these different techniques because he's got that extra capital to be able to start working with Which is amazing, isn't it? Because then now Elvis has a little bit of a breathing room to produce this that we have in front of us. Definitely. And he's produced fantastic in the coffee. last, I think in the last six years, oh, where was it? So in 2018, he got seventh place in the Cup of Excellence as well, which is if you're a coffee producer, Cup of Excellence, if you get a Cup of Excellence on your coffee, then you're... It's like Michelin... Michelin star. Definitely. And seventh place is like being in the Michelin guide, at least being in the Michelin guide. So, so good. He's up there. Yeah, nice. And that will be available to purchase from the Good Coffee Cartel soon. Soon. We don't really have a timeline for these coffees. We're just going to, um, obviously, our anti coffee coffee club friends, that's you. That's you. Oh, you who's listening, who's like, is it me? Aye, it's me, it's you. Let you have a fair crack at it. And then, obviously, we've bought these coffees. We want to support people like Elvis and the, what he's doing out there in Peru. So we will be putting these coffees out. But, it's, you know, the best place to find out, Instagram, of course. Yeah, we'll let you know. Let me tell you, that coffee has me all shook up. <laughs> but maybe, Tony, it's time for a little less conversation uh, because Elvis has left the building. Peace be with you.
You are always on my mind. Ba, 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 ba. You are always on my mind. Do, 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 do. Tell <laughs> me, are you lonesome tonight? So good.